Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Everybody jump! 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 Ah, oh, yes, yes. It's a Thursday morning task of the most with you. Coming to you live from the Rocky Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocky Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. You've got uh, Mike and Pete across the way. Heller with your updates as uh, Bogish continues to enjoy Disney. What's going on, Taz? How you doing, bud? Uh, all right. Just trying to warm up. You know, it was outside recently. Uh, it's freezing here for those that are living. It's cold uh, outside. Yeah, it's freezing. Right, for those in Arizona or Texas or Florida. <laughs> we're in hell here. It's freezing and windy as heck. A cold hell. Yes. I'm telling you, right. A cold hell. Yes. Right. Freezing. Uh, it is very cold this morning. Uh, how you doing? You good? Oh man, I mean, I'm, I'm I mean, I'm fair to Midland. All no, right. I'm good. I'm all right. Go. I mean, and how are you? Uh, uh, I'm you doing okay? well. Hanging in there. Hanging great. in there. Great. Hey, uh, Mike, how are you, Mike? Good. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Um, I'm okay. I didn't ask, but all right. Yeah. Well, you look. See that? Way. All you gotta do is go. Um. <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> so the, body, the team is way, doing well this morning yeah, right. uh, on this Thursday as we kick it off once again with a little bit of baseball. It's, Weeks uh, flying by, too. No, I don't know about that. But <laughs> we um, we speculated yesterday uh, about uh, Anthony Rendon. Oh, yeah. Uh, the latest uh, free agent signing about potentially who we, where he might end up. And uh, we both speculated that would be the Los Angeles Dodgers. Well, it was Los Angeles, or in this case, Anaheim. But... Mm. Uh, he ends up with the Angels, a seven-year, $245 million deal, a deal uh, very similar without the uh, deferred money that uh, his former teammate Steven Strasburg got to return to the defending World Series champs or the World Series champs in, in the Washington Nationals. So Rendon is going to go out there and man third base and uh, be the uh, MVP candidate that he was this past year for Washington. He's going to go out there and do that now long-term for the uh for Artie Moreno and the Angels, yeah, that's something, huh? I mean, Angels got a, another really good offensive, uh, you know, offensive player, really good hitter, tremendous hitter, great hitter, real professional hitter. Um, the dude hardly ever strikes out, right? I mean, it's unbelievable. Oh, so he's great. He really is. Uh, interesting though with the Dodgers, you know, it's like uh, Dodgers kind of missed out on several, several, you know, Garrett Cole obviously, and uh, obviously this here with Randon. I think a lot of you know, everybody thought maybe he's going to go to the Dodgers, right? Like we were saying, but. Dude, I, from what I'm understanding, what I was reading, they didn't even make an offer. Yeah. Crazy, right? What no, the and, heck, and, man? And there there seemed to be people that thought after, um, you know, the Dodgers uh, were in on the periphery on Garrett Cole that maybe he would end up um, with, uh, you know, wearing the, the blue and right. uh, the beautiful uniforms that the Dodgers wear, uh, the blue and white uniforms and the road grays and the like. But, um, Dodger blue. Yes, correct. And he now uh, it doesn't end up there, ends up with the Angels. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're going to turn their attention, obviously, addressing that starting rotation as far as the Dodgers go. You thought maybe there were going to be big players in this marketplace and it's been uh, the Nats, the Angels, and the Yankees who have signed uh, the three Boris clients uh, to the tune of what about eight hundred and twenty-five million dollars uh, yeah. over the last uh, three days? I mean, uh, as the uh, winter meetings wind down and wrap up shop today out in San Diego. I mean, talk about an agent 
making some money over oh, the no course doubt. of three yeah. days. Dude. Yes. Three days. So just imagine his, if he's getting, I mean, you're better with numbers than me. He's probably getting 10%. That's what most, as you know, most agents get 10%, right? Yeah. I mean, in, in all facets of entertainment. Yeah, $8 million. $8 million. Yeah. Wow. Right? Yeah. And that what that is, is yeah, that what it is, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. I mean, I, I mean that it's it's remarkable when you think about it. Mike I mean, made a face like that's wrong number. That's wrong number. Well, ten percent of eight hundred. Oh no, it's 80. 80, yeah, 80. 81 million. Oh my god, I almost fell off my chair. Eighty one million. Yeah, no, I'm thinking. Yeah, you know what? I was wrong. Well, yeah. Seg one Jones. I yeah. mean, this is you know six. Eighty one million. Ah, uh, Mike's on top of it. He's a mathematician. Eighty one million. Yeah, I have a hard time. I don't understand. I don't have a hard time thinking he's making eighty-one million dollars over the no, last but, three days. But Moose, think about it. He's got to be getting a guy like him might even get more than ten percent because he's such a high-profile agent. I mean, the ninety-nine percent of these agents in entertainment, sports, everything—they get ten percent. That's the usually to go and get. Yeah, it. no, you're right about that. I'm, That's I, crazy, I know though. You're, you're right. Um... I don't know. I guess I just have. I, I have I a guess, hard time believing it too. <laughs> I just have a hard time. I don't thinking, want to believe it. <laughs> you know, thinking that um, you know when when Cole signs with the Yankees for three hundred twenty four million dollars, it's really like kind of two hundred ninety plus million dollars because uh, Scott Boris is making thirty two million. Well, he's got you got to pay. You know, I, I, no, I get it. I, I, I mean, to the tune, it sucks. No, no, I get it. I, I guess I look at it and say, well, I mean, is he is Scott Boris? I mean, really, anybody could have been the agent for Garrett Cole. I mean, Absolutely. is he really is he really worth ten percent? Rodon, Rodon also. <laughs> yeah, or and and even Steven Strasburg. Right, right. I mean, the, ah, dude, no, you know, it's not like you have. It's not like you're pushing a commodity that nobody wants. I mean, yeah. You know, and throwing he he also had Mustakas signed for sixty four million dollars with the uh, with the Cincinnati Reds, whereas he's going to be Manning second base. So if you look at that, ten percent of that deal is six million. I should go into the agent. So he's made close to ninety million dollars so far. That if he's getting ten percent, I don't know. I I think that's a I think that's too much money to be honest with you. Um, yes, sir, I agree. But you know, with a lot, I'm not saying he earned this part, but. What a lot of these guys, these agents do, they're not, it's easy, obviously, to your point, to sell these great players as the great players they are and what they could do for said team. But I'm strongly assuming he's getting other things, other, other things in the contract that you can't get for yourself. You know, that's what, that's what the better agents get. You know what I mean? But I don't know. If you're that high profile of a player, right? I mean, in the NFL or the NBA or Major League Baseball, or, I, how. What are you fighting for? First class tickets? No, that's gonna that's a layup. You're getting that. Well, I mean, what are you fighting for? Guarantee okay, the guaranteed money, you want to get as much guaranteed money? Okay, that that that's a real thing. But otherwise, what do you what your expenses are gonna be paid? You're making tons of money as it is. Like I don't know what you're what you're battling for, what that guy's really earning, that agent, except for probably the guaranteed, you know, the the bigger guaranteed deal. You know, so if it's eighty million, hey, I want um my guy to have Sixty million guaranteed. No, we'll give him thirty million guaranteed. Well, then you're not you're working. You know, well, we'll then give him give him fifty million. No, we'll give you forty with that routine. You know, yeah, so. no, and and all count and all contracts in Major League Baseball are guaranteed, right? I mean, you have a little bit more of a fight when you look as looks at when you it's look at player. the National Football League, right. but in Major League Baseball and the NBA. Um, I think in the National Hockey League as well. I mean, the contracts are pretty much all guaranteed. Full guarantee. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know what this dude. <laughs> 
Well, I, Man, well, I mean, I, I think he's. I think there are instances certainly where you know you're you're paying. I, I guess I'm looking at it for Garrett Cole. It's you know you knew the number was going to be astronomical. It ends up being three hundred twenty-four million dollars. I mean, how much of that did did really you know Scott Boris help out in? I mean, did he get an extra twenty million dollars? Uh, I don't know. I man. mean, did I mean, he get maybe. the ninth year? I mean, I, I, right. I don't know. I, I, I guess I, the Malusis ninth year. Yeah, right. That's what I call it. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I look at it off of uh, the Cole contract and saying, well, he he got thirty two million dollars conceivably if he's getting ten percent. And you're right about the, that being the number for That's agents yeah. uh, on on the landscape. I, I guess I look at it and say, well, is he really worth thirty two million dollars? I mean, I think a lot of people could have been the agent for Garrett Cole and gotten that kind of contract from the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, usually with the agents, you know, uh, they have contacts. You know, they have the better contacts, and you don't have to get your hands dirty dealing with management. So you know, but that level of players we're talking about, like Rendon or Garrett Cole or Strasburg, these guys are like. Monster names in the game. I mean, but nobody works out their own deal. These guys all have agents. No, I, I get it. I get I know, it. I'm just I, I just like don't this. know if it's. I don't know if it's ten percent. I guess I, that's the way I'm looking at. it. Well, I see. Just maybe. I mean, maybe it's five percent. I I don't know. I mean, I, I would think a guy like a lot of time for people like most people listening to us right now, they've never had an agent or a manager. They never had to deal with that. And that, I'm not being condescending. I'm just being honest. Most people don't. So, you know. You know, guys in our position, they, we know how agents work for the most part because, you know, you're in a business of entertainment. You know, uh, what happens is these agents, you know, they, they're they going to battle for you to get you more money or guaranteed deal or get you perks in your deal or longer-term stuff. Right, the good ones. The good, Right, the good ones. There are bad ones. Right. Now, to your point, though, the good ones, not just in sports, for actors, for musicians. I know years ago I was talking to a couple different voiceover agents. Okay, good luck getting signed as a talent with the better ones. Dude, these people are so picky on who they take because they're, like you said, good ones. Like the good agents in, in any sport or business of entertainment, some of them won't take a client. No. like So it's not like, well, this guy's a really good player, so Boris will take him. That's not true. You know what I mean? Like some of these guys are real picky on who they take. So, you know, they built this brand of their own. It's amazing. No, you're you you're uh you're not wrong about that because and you also have to find the agent that you know, isn't too big if you have not accomplished what you're looking to accomplish because you want them to be able to find you work. I mean, there's all kinds of different levels, right? I mean, because they you can start with a big agent, but if their priorities are guys that are making, you know, nine, twelve, fifteen, yeah. in this instance thirty five million dollars a year and you're like uh, you know, a a relief pitcher, you're hoping, you know, you might be put on the back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I do know what you're saying. You want to make and, sure that but, you're in a spot where you well, have an agent that's that's working hard for you and that you're not on the on the periphery or on the back burner. You're right, but that's another topic off of that because, like, again, so what happens if you're, like, a relief pitcher that's whatever, you know, not a high-profile player at all, but maybe you're under, you know, Boris's, maybe you're in his organization, you're represented by him, but he might have other younger agents under him that rep you. Yes, yeah. So that's what, you know what I mean? True, yeah. So, and, and you're right about that. that just trying to educate the audience. No, and, loose, and, that is, and that is something that clearly, <laughs> uh, well, thank you for that. And that is something that clearly uh, can transpire and can happen because we know that, you know, Scott Boris is not an agency of one. It's not an office of one. He's got a lot of people that are working for him and working underneath him. Uh, but 
what's nice about this marketplace is that it opened up. You didn't have to wait till January or February that there were things that went down, as we discussed the past couple of days at the winter meetings in San Diego, that he had high-priced, big-name players signing long-term deals um, and, you know, and, and going to the Angels, the Nats, and and the Yankees, respectively. I mean, that that's good for Major League Baseball. Now, there is a clear delineation between the haves and the have-nots in Major League Baseball. That's not necessarily a good thing. Uh, but Rendon is going to make the Angels a better team now. Are they a championship-caliber team? No, but it's a team that's clearly motivated for an owner that's tired of losing. That's got the best player in the world, and Mike Trout aboard. Right, yeah, that one, now you got, now you got, you know, you pair him up with Rendon, you got Trout, Rendon, you know, you got... Still got Pujols, got, that bad right, contract right, for another couple true, of years. That's true, How old is he now? Jeez, he's mid-30s, right? Yeah, correct, yeah. Yeah, so, so you know, I mean, I, I don't know, I'm just... The bigger thing for me, I'm just surprised at like the Dodgers that they just didn't go full throttle at this guy. And I, I would think that a lot, you know, the, the fan base in in Los Angeles, the bulk of them are Dodger fans. Where because you know, and you're sure if you're an Angels fan, you're probably ticked off because you're you're in Anaheim, but you're called Los Angeles, which technically it's not, I've been to both, right? It's not the same. It's near it. It's near LA, but Anaheim's a beautiful beautiful city, beautiful town. So it's its own. You know, entity. So now you're called the Los Angeles Angels. People in that area that are mostly Dodger fans, they wanted they wanted Anthony Rendon to end up in Dodger Blue, and now he's with the Angels. So I would think that some of the folks on the West Coast that are hardcore fans that are, you know, Dodger fans are a little ticked off about it. Yeah, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from those Dodger fans. Uh, you know, are you disappointed? Another disappointing ouster in the, in the postseason, right? And you can point to the manager, Dave Roberts. You can point to Clayton Kershaw. And uh, and his failure against the Washington Nationals, but a team that clearly was the favorite coming out of the regular season. Taz had a yeah. great regular season. A team that's you know gone to you know went to at one point in time to what two straight World Series, losing to the Red Sox and the Astros respectively in those World Series. It's been a while since they've won a championship, but that's the thing that would frustrate me if I was a Dodger fan. I look across the country. I look at the Yankees. The Yankees don't make the don't win a World Series. They go a, a decade without making it to the Fall Classic, right? Two thousand nine to two thousand nineteen. The last time they won a championship was oh nine, uh, when uh, when Sabathia and Burnett were anchoring that starting rotation, and the Yankees go spend three hundred twenty four million dollars mm-hmm. on Garrett Cole. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they're coming off a year and they just won a, another you know hundred plus games. And Aaron Boone has had ultra success in the regular season, but. They were ticked off and motivated, saying, no, the time is now to strike. Let's go add Garrett Cole, and they give him $324 million. Uh, The Los okay. Angeles Dodgers signed nobody. Right. No, they didn't. I was going to say. Aside from Blake Trinan for $10 million. Oh, there you go. What I was going to say, to the Yankees' credit, too, okay, to show to their, to their team, to their organization, and their fan base, the Yankees, they were prepared to overpay for Cole, and they did. They did overpay for him, no doubt, and and and, and I, they probably paid north of twenty million over, over you know, but but they don't they know they had to do it and they did it. And I, as a non-Yankee fan, as a Met fan, I tip my cap to them, man, because I, I respect that. I mean, if I was a Yankee fan, I'd be like, I'd be happy as heck because that's the ownership saying, saying, look, we're we're fixed to overpay for a guy. I mean, how great he is, Garrett Cole. We're ready to overpay for him because we want to win. And we know we need a guy like this on the hill to win games. So, Do you look at the Yankees now as more um, of a feel of being mercenaries than being the likable bunch they were a couple years ago? Well, hold on a second. That's my glasses coming off my face, putting on the desk. I don't think the Yankees were ever likable. 
So I don't know what that means, but you're a Yankee fan. So well, I think a couple I, years ago they were more likable. I, I, I think I, they were like, well, you're a Met fan. Now. I know that's it's hard to ask me that question. You're right. I'm well, a Met fan. So it's, and I'm born and bred New Yorker. So to me, I grew up the Yankees of the Evil Empire. No, because they always had everybody. They always won. You know what I mean? And they had they were always dominant. You know what I mean? So we were we were the, the, the slugs from Queens. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, well, well, I mean, when I grew up, it was a Mets town. It was the '80s. The Yankees were winning '87, '88, '89 games. Well, I'm a the playoff, too, yeah. yeah, the the playoff structure was a little bit different than it is right now, um, or a lot different than it is right now. And certainly, the divisional breakdown was a lot different than it is right now. Uh, and you know, the Mets were the team, right? The '86 team, and true. Uh, you know, and and consistent perennial, uh, you know, playoff performance. I mean, that team should have won more than just one championship. So, you know, I, you know, growing up as a Yankee fan at that stage, you know, I I looked at the Yankees being more disappointing. You know, I don't I don't go back to the '60s and the '70s, and you know, and Gidry and. You know, I saw Gidry at the tail end of his career. I didn't see Ron Gidry when Ron Gidry was Ron, Ron Gidry. No, I did. Um, and Louisiana Lightning. Man. Yeah, and he, he was, was great on the I, No doubt about it. Um, I Reggie Jackson knocking balls over the fence on a regular yeah. basis. All uh, these guys, Shambles, Nettles, great teams, man. Great. When I say likable, I mean to the very fact of it's. it was a group in which they developed, traded for prospects. Those guys came up and were playing well. You know, Judge, Bird, Gary Sanchez. Uh, you know, when they traded for D.D. Gregorius, who replaced uh, Derek Jeter at shortstop, who's now a member of the Philadelphia Phillies in a 14-year, uh, $14 million one-year deal they just signed this offseason. You know, a lot of people looked at that group as saying, well, the Yankees are doing it differently. They're a lot more likable now. From your perspective, they've never been likable because you just, you're not a Yankee. You know. Well, I'm wearing a Met hat. I Correct. mean, that's, that's the thing. But but, but but I just want to say this one thing, though, about the Yankees. I. If I I could pull myself out of being a Met fan watching it, I don't I don't think the bulk of baseball fans are hating on the Yankees because of the Cole deal, Garrett Cole. You know, everybody knew the Yankees needed pitching. Yeah. Okay. So I I think I would assume I should say that the bulk of baseball fans across the country look at it like, hey, they they overspent for a guy that they needed. So I don't know why you would hate on a guy like or hate on an organization. For, you know, for that. You know what I mean? Uh, I guess here we go again. Well, that's uh, why I tweeted what I tweeted the other day. The rich get richer because they got all the talent. But they needed it. They needed well, a guy like this. I, wasn't even, I mean, you look at a lot of, the, oh, oh, you know, aside from Stan, a lot of the talent they've they've got on the team, you know, are guys that, that they have, you know, developed. Not all of it. Homegrown. Like, yeah, correct. Degree, so, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I look at that as being a case of, well, then your your organization is kind of running properly. It's not... You know, guy, every guy on their team is not guys that were established someplace else and the Yankees brought in via free agency. I don't know if there's any team that could go about doing that. It would cost you way too much money. Yeah. Um, so there's going to have to be some development. But I think the you know majority of the guys that the Yankees have, they, you know, they, they have developed. Um, however, Taz, I, I, you know, and I don't know what that percentage is. And it might be a little bit of a New York bias. Uh, I don't know if the... You know, the guy or gal that's a baseball fan in Texas or Florida or California, you know, really care all that much that Garrett Cole signed or that passionate about it. I guess I'm I'm feeling the the pushback and the vitriol toward the Yankees uh, in the area that we live in, this tri-state area, mm. in terms of saying, okay, oh, my God, the Yankees are just doing what the Yankees always do, spending money on, like, drunken sailors. Right. And right. that could kind of sway the way I look at things a little bit more because – we're not in California, no, so no, no. you know we might be walking around. When Garrett Cole signed with the with the Yankees, 
And you walk, uh, you know, you're walking, you know, Hollywood Boulevard. People might be like, "Who the hell cares?" Uh, right, Eric Cole. No, you true. Uh, In New York City, people cared. Right, people cared, and and you always you're going to get that. You're going to get where where uh, you know. Look, obviously. I, if you're in Chicago, Cubs fans, if the Cubs are building their organization bigger and better and better, and the White Sox are not doing that, well, then you know what? You're going to get people, White Sox fans, are going to be burying them and complaining about the Cubs. I mean, or hating on them. Look, I never grew up the Yankees. To me, Yankees were never loved. Gotcha. Evil empire. <laughs> I understand. Patriots South. That's what they are. Ah, uh, really? Dude, I, yeah. To you? Yeah. I don't hate them like that as much as I hate the Patriots. How weird is that? I don't oh, hate the Yankees as much as I hate the Patriots. Well, I, no, I, I understand that. But, I mean, the playoffs, you start rooting for the Yankees. I, I don't really root. I'm a, I'm a, well, no, I, you you, know, you I don't root against them. Well, that's the point. If you hate them that much, do you ever root for the Pats? Never. All right. And, but you look at the Yankees, they make it to the playoffs. If the Mets are not there and they're not taking on the Mets, you'd rather see the Yankees win. I'm kind of you can't hate them that much. I hate them. I don't hate them as much. If I hate a team, I can never root for them. That's the Patriots. And you root for the Yankees. I didn't say root. You said root. (laughs) I said I'm kind of like indifferent. Oh, indifferent. I don't don't root against them. What, you watch the game and you're like Switzerland? Yeah, I smile and watch. Oh, that's it. You have no no rooting interest one way or the other. Have a Tostitos. I gotcha. It's Taz of the Moose on this uh, Thursday morning. CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, Taz the Moose with you here on this Thursday morning, 855-212-4CBS. That is your number to call on CBS Sports Radio's uh, toll-free line. It's brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Ryan Wilson's going to join us, CBS Sports HQ NFL analyst and uh, reporter. He's going to join us coming your way about an hour from now uh, in hour number two. Uh, we'll uh, always good to catch up with Ryan and uh, talk all things NFL and uh, see exactly where this Pat's investigation is going to go. I think I'm buying this. I've been looking around. I was looking for Christmas ornaments, and it segued into looking for plates. A dinner tray? Yeah, look at it, though. Yeah, it's, what are you doing with that? Oh, look see the I, bills? I see the bill. Yeah, the Buffalo but, Bills. So uh, anything I could stick a Bills logo on right now, you'll buy? No. What are you exactly <laughs> doing with that? It's a cheese plate that you could put dip in. It's a it's a peninsula platter they call it. So you put cheese all over here, you chop it up, and you put fondue and like queso in there, and you dip cheese into cheese with crackers. It's so it's like when I you'll have, never use that. Sounds like my wife. Let me, let me save you money. You'll never use that. It's fifty dollars. Don't don't it don't waste money on that. No, it's they they got me because I was looking for Christmas. Don't, uh, don't buy that. I'm buy something for, else. You'll wear. Uh, buy some. You know. Buy. I don't know. Anything else with anything else but that. Yeah, you're never gonna wait. You're never gonna use that. Uh, well, the thing is, we, we're big fondue people in the house. But the thing is, like, I I was looking for Christmas ornaments because my wife. I have to buy my own Christmas ornament because my wife said we have too much sports ornaments on the tree. Mm. Enough because of all. You know, my son playing sports all the years. There's always different stuff. It's just, the tree's just all sports stuff, and she's like. My wife's like a girly girl. So she's like, 
you know, let's put angels on a tree and yeah, I'm like no, I'm looking more festive. She goes, you have two Buffalo Bill ornaments on a tree. Enough. Yeah, you don't need. Yeah, you, you don't know? need to do any more. So because she won't leave one on the tree, where it's an actual buffalo with the Bills logo like embedded in his belly. Mm, that's a nice. That's a nice logo. It's that's brown, a, I mean, a nice an ornament. ornament. She hates it. So that never makes it on a tree. It makes it like on the end table, like behind a plant. So I'm trying to find something a little more Christmassy. That that has the the Buffalo Bills logo on it. Yeah. Oh, man. nice blue ball. Yes, right. You, you know could I mean? do that. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but I would not. I would not buy that cheese platter. That will. That will never happen. I mean, good Jeez. luck with the ornaments. You don't like it? I, no, I would not buy that cheese platter. I'm not saying it's guy. not nice. I'm just saying you'll, there's no re- that will remain in in whatever closet or uh, whatever it might. I be. have a massive kitchen, so I have room for it. That's not the problem. Well, it's not it's a matter massive. of having. You're never going to use it. Why buy something you're never going to well, use? Wait a minute, Moose. I entertain all the time. We have people over. But you've also made it perfectly clear your wife is the gourmet in the house. She sets. True. A, you, you think your wife? A, you think your lovely wife when you're. Company's coming over. She needs a cheese platter. Is looking for the Buffalo Bills one. No, if I bought that, she has no idea I'm actually looking at that. Yeah, she'd be livid. It, yeah, like, well, not mad, livid. Well, I don't know about being livid over no, like a mad. cheese plate. Like, no, well, she can get a little temper going. <laughs> I mean, no, so, so, I, that might be a little much. I, I think I might. I'm not my, she's my like wife taking might a hammer to my head. Right, exactly. <laughs> You're like, oh, she'll be. You know, come in, she'll drop kick me. Bro, that's the one I want right there. Look at that. Yeah, it's a nice. That's a it's nice, nice one, right? Look at that, Hella. Right, Isn't that nice bread, Hella. That's bread really Hella, nice. Look at that. That's really nice. That's a beautiful Christmas. Well, Travis I get the Hella. bronze football with the Bills logo on. It. I don't like that. But once could... you have one Bills logo thing, a ornament on your tree, I think that's enough. I mean, unless you want to cover all directions, east, west, no, no, east, west, north, south. It's like my wife again. That's the one I have, but it has the logo engraved in it in the belly. It's big too. She's like, this is not going on the tree. And it's, how big is it? It's about four inches wide. Yeah. yeah, it's a little big. It was it was twenty seven dollars the ornament. I'm I'm sure it wasn't cheap. So, but that's a little no, I'm bit large. Was, I got they saw me coming on that one. That I was think. a large. That's a little large for a Buffalo Bills ornament. Yeah, we're winning right now, bro. We got, I got to run with this right now. I, I understand you could be you could be all ecstatic about it. So I don't pitch any Washington Redskins ornaments on your tree. That's not true. I do have a really? I do have a skins ornament on my Interesting. tree. Interesting. Yes, I have one uh, that I had growing up. Nice, nice. So I had one uh, I've had basically for like. 30, I don't know, like 33 or 34 years of my life, yeah. What is something said? I have two Jets uh, Christmas ornaments that are beautiful, and they sit in a box. Why don't you give them away? Why don't you give them Bilotti? To Bilotti? No. Why not? No, because they're sentimental. It's when I was a Jet fan. It's sad, but I'm not a Jet fan anymore, so they keep, they stay in the box. Do they go back to your childhood? Uh, yeah, and my oh, wife's okay. like, enough of these. Let's talk well, about it. So they go all the way, if they go all the way back to your childhood, I understand. If they go back like 15 years ago from when they moved from Long Island to Florham Park, I, I would right. get rid of them. But you know, you know what's on my end table, right? In my bedroom? Uh, remind me? Oh, the, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know. There was <laughs> a Bill's cheese plate. Are we going back to the popcorn machine? <laughs> no. Alka-Seltzer? Oh, you guys are full of jokes. No, I the pretzel. I, I mentioned this on the air, and apparently Moose was not paying attention. Not a hat rack. And by the way, no one uses clocks anymore, Pete. Your phone is Are your you clock. talking about the, so, the Bills, uh, the, the, the mint thing that you have, the, uh, the no, players? No, oh, you're close. It's actually, you're very close. It's the Jets, New York Sack Exchange, Danbury Mint. Oh, Danbury Mint. And even though I 
don't root for the Jets anymore. Oh, I you're will... that guy that buys those. Well, no, it was a gift <laughs> from my mom. The J E T E Jets, 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 S. That was nice. You took a shot, though. That was nice of you. You took a shot at me for a sentimental gift. No, I didn't know. Number one is I didn't. Thank you for. I didn't know it was a sentimental gift. The Danbury Mint things, I, I think, are, are you know, they're the beautiful. You think mocks buy them because they're so expensive, right? They are very expensive. So now my mother's a mock, basically. No, That's I'm not. I, I didn't say your mother's <laughs> you a mock. I'm not insulting mock. your mother. My God. My mother's tough, dude. You guys are. She's yeah. up in Staten Island, bro. She's, she'll get on the phone and she'll go off on everybody here. The you have no idea. Fuck. I understand. No, she I'm not insulting your mother. She's and 81 and she curses like a Navy SEAL. I'm sure she's very, very tough. She is uh, real Brooklyn lady. I, to know? me, I would not make an investment in something from the Danbury Mint. Well, she bought me this New York Jack. You know, I'm sure it's beautiful. Clacko, Gaston, Abdul Salam, Marty Lyons, and it sits there every night. I got to look at this. You thing. dust it. I do. Oh, good for you. Every night, it's beautiful. But you know, yeah. Well, I'll, you have that. Watch. You know, that's going to remain there. So give your ornaments to to Bilotti, At least one of them. Gift it to him. He'll he'll treasure it forever. The ornament deserves to celebrate the holiday. Don't yeah, you think? it deserves to be out of the box. Thank you, Brad. And Bilotti's tree's lonely. Yeah, you're never going back to being a Jet fan. Uh, that doesn't go back to your childhood. You probably bought it at a Hallmark 15 years ago. Yeah, my wife bought them for me, sentimental. But she said, "Let's get rid of them." So I think if I said, "Well, well your wife's Pete, got a lot of sentiment I think she to would it. Drive She's it like to Pete's it. house." Yeah. Like, <laughs> so how about this? How how you make this swap? Here's the swap for you. You buy another Bills ornament and say, I, here's another Bills one. I'm going to get rid of the two Jet ones. I, I don't know. If she. Oh, my God. I, she would take that swap. She's a little sick of the lacrosse ornaments all over the tree and football ornaments. My son played well, football. Why don't you get, she's like, tired of them. Why don't you get Rudolph dressed up as a Buffalo Bill? Um, Throwing well, throw an ornament to be named later. How about why don't you get Santa? Wearing the I, well, there's there's those all over the place. Well, you no, get them in the team colors. There's Santa is no, above wearing you, the Buffalo Bills no, team this colors. This is the one. Santa has the head coach. Yeah, look at that one. There you, do that. Right, that's cute. Right, she might that's like that. That's a good one. That's right? a good one. Yeah. Santa, Sean McDermott, right. Santa with the beard. Right, Santa with a headset and khakis. I mean, yeah. what's better than that? Yeah, I gotta right. get this. She's gonna love it. Oh, yeah, man, I'm in trouble. I mean, uh, Taz <laughs> wants to buy an ornament that's like Bill's testicles hanging from the tree. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, homie, but like right. machismo <laughs> walking in. Yeah, no, I, I was just looking for. <laughs> yeah, a, I'd vote you know. Santa. Yeah, I'd go. <laughs> and you're like, why doesn't my wife like this? Yeah, like, what? It's like a, it's a rock. Yeah, a look at this. Look at bills. this. Oh my yeah. god, look at this. <laughs> now that's a man's ornament. <laughs> and your wife's yeah. like, can't we just have some angels and yeah. Rudolph and Frosty on the tree? Santa in a red hat, not with a logo on it. Yeah, like you know, I'm like I hear you. Yes. Yeah, this is what happens here. So, uh, you know, anyway, know. good luck with that. Though. Right, thanks. I, I still vote uh, for Bilotti to get one of those jet ornaments. He'll love it forever. Maybe we should put a poll up. He's not asking for one. He's sitting there uh, quiet. Yes. He's not. He's not. Because you know, he's I, I will be Bilotti's agent. Um, I'll represent ten percent. No, I don't. No, I don't want ten percent of the jet ornament. But I will. I think. I think Bilotti. If Whoa, you gave that to one. him, he would. Pro- you'd make his year. Look at that one. It's out of stock, though. See, the good ones are all out of stock. Yeah, that's all right. Tis the season with, with the, the Bills logo. Yeah, it's a white it's ball. The, yeah. You don't like it? I'm sure there's beautiful, a lot of Christmas ornaments. I'm like uh, fired up. I Yes, you're excited. Now I know why your wife does not is tired of the Bills ornaments. <laughs> it's probably all you talk about all day. Dude, I, I do. Honey, actually. look at this. All right, I've I said to her yesterday four times, I'm going to buy my own ornaments. She goes, I can't buy it. Do whatever you want to do. Go ahead, go.
Go. On our tree, we've got a lot. We've got some Star Wars stuff on our tree. My That's cool. Gets bothered by That's that. cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. Got like Darth Vader. The tree turns out. The tree uh, turns on. And Brad, we'll see you later, buddy. Oh, you're done, Brad. Talking about. You got to go. All right, we'll see you soon. Anything going on right now? All right. What's going on, Brad? How you doing? Well, I'm sure you guys have been talking about Rendon. Yeah, okay, yeah. Kawhi Leonard back in uh, Toronto. MVP chance? MVP chance. Got his ring and they won. Did the Raptors. Okay. I, I feel yeah. bad. Like, you're walking away. You, you Don't walk away in anger. I, it's, not, it's not anger what time at all. Do you have to, not what Oasis. time do you have to make the other update? Uh, I have uh, four minutes. Oh, you have four minutes. Yeah. Um, okay. That's, I mean, that's no, all I mean, you got? Like, Were you cold coming in this morning? No. You know what? I mean, Thursdays are hard. I find Thursdays are the toughest day of the week, but... Uh, I find well, a lot of people disagree with me on that one. So, well, good luck with your your next update. I'll be back though. Yes, we'll see if you, you have hour. me. I'll be back. Yes. I just don't want you walking okay. away in anger. I got no, not at all. You. Not at all. This isn't like a Liam Noel no. Noel Gallagher. Gallagher Excuse thing. me. Oasis. Don't look away. And, oh, you know, I don't the even know the name of the wow, song. Look at this guy. <laughs> I don't know. The name. I knew don't it was look Oasis. Back in anger. This yeah, is not it's something no, like that. No yeah, it's hard a great feelings. song, by the way. I'll be back. I feel like you're gonna just leave. Like you're going to Hudson Street and you're gone. Well, he's got two and a half minutes for another update. Yeah. Which I have to write, by the way. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you don't have Mike write it? No? All right. Brad's no, got to out of his contract. Into a tizzy here. I apologize. No, that's all right. I was just talking about the Christmas season. Sorry, Brad. <laughs> just talking about the holidays. Just trying to be festus. Festive. Oh, right. Yes. Thank you. Right. This the season, Moose, for update guys to be mad at Taz on a regular basis. Well, we'll hear from Heller next hour. Oh. Uh, we certainly will. And Taz will continue to search for Buffalo Bills ornaments. I actually will. Yes. Are the Dodgers the big losers? Are the Yankees now even more hateable, Tess? Little baseball getting us going here on this Thursday morning, and uh, we'll certainly get you into the holiday spirit, right? It's flying by. The month is flying by. Christmas is a couple weeks away. That's it. Yeah, and then it's over. Then you're into the then grind right of, into of the 2020. And you're in the grind yes. of 2020 dealing with everybody's BS. Yes. And happy Thursday. Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, it is uh, Taz and the Moose with you here on this Thursday morning. Ryan Wilson is going to join us uh, coming your way next hour. The Mets made a little free agency news yesterday. I felt you got yourself back into the rotation star, Michael Waka. Yeah. Hello? Well, because, you know, we, you know, you, know you, you got guys like Rendon, guys like Cole. I mean, I, I wanted something. I want, I want a big-time guy, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I mark out for that stuff, and that's not happening. No, uh, that's not no, not right now. I think Brody Van Wagenen is basically, and he's in a very, very difficult spot. Mm. You know, he takes over as general manager, right? Leaves his agency. Yeah. Uh, last off season, <coughs> uh, kind of the surprise of a lot of people that the Mets go with a you know a former agent or an agent uh, to be their their next general manager, and then the next year the reports are that the Mets are selling eighty percent of the team to Steve Cohen. Now we do know that Fred and Jeff Wilpon are going to remain. Reportedly, if this deal should go through in power uh, and in control for the next five years, 
Uh, but Steve Cohen, uh, you know, who, you know, Mr. Wall Street spending $2.6 billion on 80% of the team, mm. you know, that doesn't necessarily make you feel good if you're Brody Van Wagenen because, I mean, who knows in, in terms of if that is indeed true that the Wilpons remain in power for the next five years. We have to see that uh, play out. I think. Play yeah, out, correct. Play out. And then number two is if it doesn't play out that way, Taz, uh, <laughs> you would have to imagine that Cohen would want to bring in a general manager that's his guy. I would. Think I mean, so. you would I think mean, you're spending way, you're spending yeah. that kind of money. You're, are you going to take a holdover general manager? Oh no, no way, dude! No way. You know that. I, I mean, this is not George Steinbrenner, Hal, and Hank Steinbrenner, right, who were right. George's sons, taking over the team, right, uh, where right, they kept right. Cashman aboard. I mean, Cashman has been there for years. So, I mean, that this is a little bit different. There's no, you know, it's not like the the Wilpons kids are taking over the team, right? It's not uh, a family, right? Deal, correct. Yeah. yeah, this is an outside guy who's reportedly a huge Met fan. Yeah. is very motivated, wants to spend a lot of money. Stephen A. Cohen. Correct. And, uh, you know, Brody Van Wagenen's in the in the bad position here where uh, I'm sure he's thinking about, and I understand he signed a four-year deal, but still, I mean, that's that's four years. That That's not a yeah. lifetime. No, it's not. It's not. But about Michael Walker, I mean, I'm not <clears throat> – I mean, look, he's on my team now, so I'm – you know, I, I love him, of course. You know, I'm all in. But but still, I just I, I don't want to I don't want to minimize what happened. You know, he's a really good pitcher and stuff. Well, really uh, good's a little strong. Well, no, he's 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 a good pitcher. He's not really good. He's good. He's going to be really great in the blue and orange stuff. That's what's going to happen. Oh, there you go. Very Maybe. nice. Maybe yeah, positive Pete this morning. Big dude though, man. He's like six five, six six. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's yeah, be... he's a big guy, and, yeah. and he had stretches. And, you know, he's coming off a bad year, uh, but he's had stretches a number of years well, ago. You wouldn't even let me call him great. You just shot him down. You're like, eh. I don't think Walker's. I, I I think if you're going to say Walker's great, then you'd have to say Jacob uh, Jacob Degrom is Jesus. Okay, gotcha. Merry Christmas. Yeah, I, would you say Walker's good or really good? Uh, I would say that Waka for a fifth starter is a uh, is a decent starter. I, I'm not arguing with you because <laughs> I, I, I don't disagree. With you. Yeah, I think he's a decent. Yeah. Starter. I'm not trying to. I, I think he is what he is at this yeah. stage. Right? I, no, you're right. That's all. I thought. I thought. Well, I thought at one point in time, I thought he was going to. He looked like he was going to be an absolute star for the Cardinals. Right. And and pitched very very well in the postseason. Um. He's and, had a lot of injuries, though, dude. Well, he he's, has, been, he's been correct. banged up. Yeah, you're you're yeah, right about yeah. that. Maybe he finds himself one uh, finds himself once again here. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the Mets, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll see. I'm mean, usually and you know this. A lot of those pitchers are tall, and like the benefit to a guy like that's six foot six and Walker or these other guys that are tall is the release point of the ball. Once they go through their stretch and as they release the ball, it's 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 a lot tougher for the batter to pick up that ball out of his hand. Well, no doubt. Because Plus, the arm is so long, you know what I mean? Well, correct. And you're not, you know, you, we know that, you know, home and, and to the uh, to the pitcher's rubber is 60 feet, 6 inches, right? right? So you're releasing the baseball, you're not 60 feet, 6 inches away. Oh. Sometimes you're 52 feet away. That's right. So because you of your stride yeah. and your ability to drive down off the mound. That's where, you know, historically speaking, everyone looks at, you know, your arm speed and how do you generate power, right? And right. When you look at pitchers who are able to stay healthy, what what do they use? I mean, you look at what Tom Seaver. I understand Roger Clemens did PEDs later on in his career, but Roger Clemens, other guys, you look at what they do, you know, below the waist has in order to oh, drive, power, man. right? And that's that's really the engine to arm strength is right. your ability to drive off of the rubber right. and kind of that action downward 
toward home plate. Right. And if you're six six, obviously that action is going to be a, a lot stronger, and you've got a lot more force to it than say if you're five ten, five eleven. No doubt, because the reaction time has to be so much quicker for the batter in a box. It's a lot difficult, to, like we're discussing, to pick up the ball. Yeah. That's why it's impressive when a guy like uh, like Stroman talking about the Mets, like a Marcus Stroman, he's five seven, dude, five eight. For him to be, I'm saying, have such a good career. How about Pedro Martinez? What? How tall is Martinez? Martinez was like 5'10". Strowman's shorter. No, no, my point, but he's three inches. I mean, you're not looking at, I, I understand. Dude, three but, inches means a lot in a lot of different things. Well, well, not, not I don't think it's that significant. You look at Pedro, Pedro was. I thought a, he was more than 5'10", Pedro. No, no he was not. No. Really? He's a smaller guy, yeah. So he's my height. All right, I didn't realize that. You're not 5'10". Well, I. Yeah, well, I had a there was a pile driver in '95. I became five oh, nine. That's what I happened. used to be five ten. I lived on my head. Everything compacted. Sure. By the time I'm sixty, if I make it that long, I'll be five three. Yes. <laughs> I'll be a micro. I'll be a Christmas ornament. <laughs> Maybe. Right. You can put a Bill's logo on you and put Just you right on a tree. Right. Throw you right outside the front door. Bill's hat on. That's it. That's exactly right. <laughs> but we talked about these baseball winter meetings, Taz, in terms of you know having some action, and you look at. It's not like you've had a cavalcade of moves. No. You've no. had big signings. <clears throat> you had three big signings. You've had some secondary signings like Waka and Blake Trinan, the, the former A sign-on with the Dodgers, a one-year $10 million deal. And, you know, the three big signings, which we talked about to, to kick off the program this morning. Um, but aside from that, there have, been, there have not been multiple, you know, trades. There hasn't been all that much action. And... And pretty much the winter meetings are over. I mean, yeah. there are guys that have already left in terms of agents. Uh, the Rule 5 draft is this morning out in <clears> San Diego. <throat> and pretty much by this afternoon, uh, West Coast time, I mean, the, the winter meetings will be wrapped up. I mean, that'll I, I, be it. I got to tell you, I think Tuesday probably was the biggest day because that's when Cole happened. That's when Gregorius, uh, Gregorius, Gregorius happened, you know, with the Phillies, right? Uh, that was Tuesday, right? Yeah, I think that was. Yeah. They were both Tuesday. Yeah, so... Yeah. And there was something else. The Angels traded somebody, too. So I remember reading it. Drawing a blank. To the Giants. Oh, Cozart. Co- right, right, Cozart. That's yeah. right. Zach they traded Cozart, Cozart yeah, to yeah. the Giants. Zach, Zach Cozart. Um, so that was all Tuesday, too. Yeah, so Tuesday was probably the bigger day, yeah. right? I mean, so whatever. But you're right. Just about done now. Over. Did you see being a Met fan that you are, right? Yes. And we Besegler's a Met fan. Bilotti's a Met fan. Um, on on social media yesterday, did you see Andy Martino and Anthony DeComo going back and forth? No, I don't. Uh, um, I don't pay so attention. So Andy Martino, who covers the Mets for SNY, is like their baseball insider, good guy. DeComo's a good guy too. Covers the Mets for MLB.com. So Martino came out with a report that the Mets and Astros, you know, had a kind of a conversation about Carlos Correa. Right. Because there was a report over the last twenty four hours that the Astros might try and trade Correa. Because they might not be able to afford him long term. Then DeComo sends out a tweet about four hours later and said, according to baseball sources, the Mets uh Astros Carlos Correa conversation is more like fantasy baseball. Uh it's not gonna happen. Wow. So they kind of went yeah. So then Martino quotes the DeCuomo tweet and says it, I'm not saying it was going to happen. I just reported they had a conversation, <clears throat> which oh, they did. Mm-mm-mm. Getting a little snippy. A little snippy. A little snippy That's between funny. DeComo and Martino about, yeah, listen, the Mets are not getting Carlos Correa. No. That's, they're not. that's not happening. No, they're not. But, but I, I love the fact, though, that people, I, I love the fact that, of guys, and they're both good guys. I know them both. And I've worked with both of them, both good guys. I love the fact of kind of the, the snippiness and the back and forth 
regarding Carlos Correa and the Mets. Yeah, I mean, that's that's as heavy as it gets with baseball writers on Twitter. You guys see some wrestling back and forth. That's well, all I'm not, so, uh, I know. Mr. Como, let me ask you a question. Yeah. I don't know these guys. Who, who's more of a wrestling fan, Martinez or... Uh, Martina, or uh, Martino. Or, what's his name, Martino? Andy Martino. Right. Anthony DeComo. Uh, Anthony uh, DeComo. He's a beat writer for the Mets. I understand right. that. What? Who's more of a wrestling fan? Uh, I, I have no idea. I, I don't know. If Can I had find guess... Out? Well, so I'll follow uh, whoever, which, which one of them If is. I had a guess, I'd probably say Decomo. I was just fixing to follow him, but I don't think I'm going to know. But I would say, sure. if you asked me if I thought any of them, I, I would say bo- neither of them follow wrestling. Then I'm not following either of them. But so, Martino uh, might, he's got a young kid, a young son. He might he might have a little bit. Where are these guys of, from? Decomo, where's he from? Oh, uh, that's you a good question. I'm not, I'm not 100% <clears throat> sure. This Martino guy, lives in Jersey. This guy, uh, Decomo... He's doing his ratio. See, this guy's got like 90,000 followers on Twitter, and he only follows 471. So once I see that, that's a red flag. I don't follow you because you have an ego. You could tell him I said that, too. Okay. I don't, I don't, it's amazing what you look into in terms of Twitter. I don't look into that. I have time during the day. I do this. I just stare at stuff. I figure things out. No, I I I have analytics people that I call up on the phone. This ratio thing on social media. It's a huge thing to me. I know it is. Trust me, you've referenced it about five times in the last six months. I know you are. We'll come back. We'll talk about the uh, the NFL. The commissioner had some interesting comments yesterday. We'll get into that next. Taz Boost, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.